Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Welcome to episode 426 of the Professional Book Nerds podcast, presented by Overdrive. This is Jill, and it's not just Adam. That was really loud. I it's apologize. okay. I'll fix that later in post. Wow. <laughs> I was so excited. Yeah. What were you excited about? You, I cut you off. <laughs> well, it's not just you. It's a, <laughs> it's a good thing enough to be excited about. Jill, who else is with us? We have our uh, good friends, Kristen and Emma. Hey. Hi. How you ladies doing? Great. Lovely. How are you guys actually doing? <laughs> I think we're all a little anxious. Yes. A little? Yeah. 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 I have a uh, stockpile grocery list uh, going right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So. I need to do that. Yeah. So, so just so everyone knows, we're recording this on Thursday afternoon. Um, we don't know how, Jill made a good point, we don't know if our office is going to be open for a while or not. We don't know if this will be our last Thursday episode for you for a while. We had a lot of author interview stockpiles, so we're we good do. there. Yeah. But, but also, I, yeah, we were like, I was just, before we started recording, I was like, I think we can admit, like, we're all as anxious as everyone else. Yeah. Like, I need to stay off Twitter is what I need to do, because yeah. Twitter is not helping anything. Yeah. Um, and Jill and I have been not, not reading very much lately. We no. were just talking about that. So we got two people in who haven't been on in a little while. So you can just talk about some books, at least. Yeah. Well, maybe if you're stuck at home, you'll be able to read a little bit more. Yeah. I, that was like, we were, our social media specialist is like wrestling with how to put messages out in the world, being like, well, we don't want to like sound like we're taking advantage of this, because obviously we're not. But right. it's like, the, we all work at Overdrive and the app Libby and for students, Sora, like it's a good way to read books when you're at home. So yep. yeah. Um, if for some reason, whatever reason, you can't leave. <laughs> yep. That was, I think the way that she like phrased one of them that she drafted, she's like preparing to maybe stay home for a while. Yeah. <laughs> like, maybe question mark. Maybe yeah. question mark. <laughs> just to, you know, I don't know why, but. In case. In case. Just in case. Just in case. Mm-hmm. It's been a weird week. Staycations. Staycations. It's only yeah, Thursday. <laughs> this week's been a weird week. This week feels like it's been 10 years long. I felt like that on Tuesday. <laughs> yes. Same. Yeah. Oh, and then like, I told Jill this, but I stayed home yesterday because I had a cough, and like I had no symptoms that uh, that they were saying, but I was like, I'm just going to be safe. I don't want to spread any germs whatsoever, but then like you come back the next day after being out, and in my mind, I'm like, I wonder if they're all thinking like, why is he here now? And they're like, <laughs> it's this whole thing. Anyway, um, we're going to basically let Kristen and Emma go back and forth with some books that they've been reading or listening to in one of their cases, and Jill and I will just kind of chime in with the books we've tried and failed to read, I suppose. Pretty much. Just through no fault of the book. Just it's not the book's fault. Yeah. So, uh, Kristen, would you like to start us off? Yeah, I'd love to. Um, so I, well, I've been making my way through the illustrated Harry Potters. Yeah. Nice. They're so lovely. They are so lovely. But um, I'm not going to talk about Harry Potter because we always do that. <laughs> uh, anyway, I just finished the second one. So now I am reading Mexican Gothic by Sylvia Marino Garcia. 
Um, and she wrote, uh, what was it, Gods of uh, Jade and something. That sounds yeah. vaguely familiar. Uh-huh. Uh, which was also, it was a really good book. I really enjoyed that. And so Mexican Gothic takes place in uh, Mexico in the 1950s. And it's about this young woman who is, she's a socialite, she's very outgoing, she she knows uh, how to use her wit and charm to kind of get what she wants, and she basically gets a letter um, that her cousin is married this guy who lives in this grand estate in the middle of the woods, and uh, she needs to go there, her dad sends her there to check up on her cousin because she seems to be off. Something seems to be off. Uh, so she ends up going to this estate and it's this like old Victorian house. This family's weird. Um, there's a bunch of stuff about, uh, hopefully this isn't giving anything away, but like eugenics in the house. And it's just kind of like, what is going on here? And again, it's it's got that gothic feel to it. So I really love it. It's a great setting, great atmosphere. Um, and so I am having a lot of fun. I'm only probably like five chapters in so far. Uh, but I think she's setting up a really great story so far. So I'm really liking that one. Um, and then what is... Oh, I'm listening to... I got to go. Hold on. I'm on my Goodreads. No, no you're good. That one almost sounds like um, Crimson Peak kind of a little yeah. bit. I will, I will say, though, anytime I hear something that someone says gothic, I'm like, Crim- Crimson, Crim- Peak. Crimson Peak? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you had me at big, like mansion thing in the woods. Yes. And I went to go put it on hold and it doesn't come out till June. You're reading in advance. I'm reading. Yes, I'm so sorry. Uh, It's okay. I will bring it in after I'm done. Okay. Yeah. Oh Uh, man, that was amazing. Sorry, it doesn't come out until June. Sorry. So put Put it on on your to read list. Um, I will say while you're looking for the audiobook, um, uh, don't worry about writing any of these down. I will have them all in the show notes and all that jazz. We forgot to say any of that, but yes. So anyway. Uh, And then I am listening to, I'm very close to finishing Love Walked In by Marissa de los Santos. Um, And that is a really sweet story. Uh, I mean, the premise is a little, maybe not so much about, uh, it's from two different perspectives, this young girl whose mother... Um, seems to be having a breakdown, some issues of some sort. And so uh, it starts off where she's kind of trying to take care of herself and trying to keep this all a secret. Uh, And then it's another woman's perspective. Uh, She lives in Philadelphia and runs this uh, coffee cafe. And she is very much into... um, Hollywood, old Hollywood movies and kind of, you know, repartee and she ends up meeting this guy who's just like her perfect Cary Grant Um, and so then it's kind of how their stories end up coming together Uh, and it's it's really sweet I really like it, it's an older book and by older I mean like mm, oh yeah, early 2000s, so this is a great one that again if you're looking for something to listen to right now it's probably available at your library uh, it's also the first in a series, so another another great pick. Really enjoying that one so far. So yes, yeah, so like you said, good job. You got one that's actually available. We do this all the time too. Like we'll <laughs> yeah, talk about we books, do. and they'll be like, "So in September, yeah, you're gonna love this book." <laughs> um, Emma, would you like to? Yeah, I've so I've been kind of listening slash reading to a very mixed bag um, of books and different genres. 
I'm currently listening to The Institute by Stephen King. Yeah. Um, this is exciting to me for many reasons in that it is narrated by Santino Fontana, who I love. He is the voice of Prince Hans in Frozen. Thank you. Um, oh. He's on Broadway a lot. He nice. was in the show My Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Anyways, I think he's a really, really good narrator. So that is honestly what intrigued me to listen to this um, was that he was narrating it. I also recently had a baby, so I don't have tons of time to read books. Um, so I'm trying to lean into the audio more. And so I thought I would start with someone whose narration I really like. Um, and admittedly, I have never read any Stephen King. Um, so I'm listening to the Institute. It is certainly creepy. Um, it's about, I think he's 11 or 12, uh, Luke Ellis. He's kidnapped in the middle of the night and ends up in the Institute uh, where it seems that they are sort of testing children with special abilities. Um, yeah, it doesn't sound like it's going to end great, um, but I don't know. I'm, I'm Can't not, tell you. I'm not, um, I could tell you, but I'm not going to. Well, yeah, I know. I Admittedly, um, it's taken me a while because it's a very long audiobook. I think it's something like 18 hours, and I'm only listening during my commute to and from here. Um but it's really good. The narration is fantastic. The story is really interesting. And um, it does kind of hop around a little bit. So I'm intrigued to see how it comes together. And as I haven't read any Stephen King before, um, I'm not sure if that's the style in some of his books where it does kind of take a roundabout here are lots of details way to get to what we're getting to. Um, but I think it's building up to something that will be really interesting and really good. So I'm about halfway done with that um, and then completely switching gears from this creepy thriller suspensey book um, I am also <laughs> recently read um, this book that was actually recommended to me by Kristen um, it's called Go to Sleep I Miss You Cartoons from the Fog of New Parenthood by Lucy oh gosh Neasley is it a silent K? I think it's N? Nicely yeah, Nicely like um, and it's really cute, uh, graphic novel, and it follows, um, you know, her kind of journey through new parenthood. And it was uh, nice as a new parent to see that I'm certainly not uh, reinventing the wheel with any of my feelings or struggles or stress in having a tiny baby. Um, it did make me laugh out loud quite a bit. It was a really um, sort of quick and heartwarming read. Um, a lot of the scenarios in it, I certainly would have probably thought were very stupid prior to having a baby. Um, but now that I have one, I'm like, mm, yeah, we do that. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it was really, really charming and cute. And I don't uh, usually read graphic novels, but again, apparently I'm just not doing anything I normally do <laughs> um, at the minute. And so I really enjoyed reading that. And obviously it was uh, easy to do in a quick fashion. Uh, while I had some time to read. This is adorable. I'm looking at the cover right now. It's, like, super cute. It's really, really cute. Yeah. I was really pleased with that yeah. recommendation. Thank you, Chris. You're welcome. <laughs> Lucy Nicely is one of my favorite authors, let alone graphic novelists. Uh, she does a lot of memoir work, and uh, I just I love her drawing style. I think her stories are fantastic. They're really well thought out. She's had books about uh, getting married, um, books about, I think it was her grandparents' health, 
um, and then books of when she was younger. Her first book was Relish, about kind of growing up in a family uh, that is just, you know, obsessed with food. And so it was a very, it was a really fun book as well. I, I highly suggest her work. Yeah, all of her. I'm just looking, just looking at the covers. It's they super all look cute. Really, really yeah. cute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Jill, you want to talk about some of the ones you were attempting to tackle? Sure. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. Probably come as no surprise, but I kind of lean into things. So, <laughs> so I uh, had started to read um, Oryx and Crake, which is one of my is is my favorite Margaret Atwood book, um, and it's probably within my like top ten, maybe five of all books. Um, but for those who have not read it, the idea of this like play that wipes out uh, like everybody like that's how it starts is you have this guy and everyone's gone. I was like, that sounds like a great idea. Let's read that book. (laughs) (laughs) Seems like the time. That seems like the time. Also, The Hunger Games. I was like, The Hunger Games also sounds like a great one. This is just, that's how my brain works. Let's reread books um, that are familiar because new books are a challenge, but are a challenge right now. But um, on the subject of graphic novels, I did get two that came in, or Adam got them. They came to you. And you, I stole them, basically. Um, yeah, well, yeah. One of them, I got a couple copies because one of them's our buddy, and I it is, just yeah. she, I like forced her to give me one at ALA. But yes, continue. okay. So, um, anyone in our office who has been by my desk knows that I have uh, little Batgirl Funko Pops, several of them, because Batgirl was a librarian, and so um, there are two graphic novels that have come into our office recently that I stole and plan to read. One is Shadow of the Batgirl by Sarah Kuhn, and then the one I'm really excited about by our buddy Marie is uh, The Oracle Code. Ooh. See, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, so Marie and I Camp has The Oracle Code out, or coming soon. It's uh, just it out. out. Yeah, uh, just, just out, out okay. this week, I believe. There you go. That one's available. And then uh, Shadow of the Batgirl. So there's some new Batgirl graphic novels out there. Yeah, very excited about. we may be doing in the near future some more graphic novel recommendations because I um, actually made Marie, she introduced me to her person at DC Comics, and uh, little did I know that that person at DC Comics was familiar with our podcast, and then in turn was like, oh, I'll just start sending you books, and I said, great, and like, no, it's like a, like stacks of them, yeah. which is delightful, because I also love graphic <laughs> novels. Y'all can't see Kristen's face, but... <laughs> oh, did you not know this? No. <laughs> come by my desk. I'm going to come by your desk, yes. yes. It has been delightful. There's nice. There's been several that came, and including several copies of the Oracle Code. Um, did I cut you off? Well, I just want to say, I think, you know, if you are one of those people who, like me... And, you know, Adam, when you get upset, book reading can be a challenge. Graphic novels are actually a great way to go because they're all bright and colorful. So it's minimal words. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but there's still a yeah. story there. You know, it's the same reason we tell reluctant readers to turn to graphic novels. Like, it's a good way. It's like, I don't want to say it's easy because it's not. Like, I don't want to be dismissive of the work and the stories. But it's less intimidating. It is less yeah. intimidating than trying to read a, a full, like, just prose book. Yes. Well, and the the visuals help because, like, you're not like it's not like you're not using your brain, but Correct. you can take the whole visual in at the yes, yeah. I I love this idea. So, in fact, Kristen, as soon as you said that you were doing the the Harry Potter like the illustrated ones, I was sitting here being like, oh my god, that's exact. I'm going to do that tonight before I go to bed mm-hmm. instead yeah. of looking on Twitter or yes. anywhere else that is giving me horrible yeah. news. Mm-hmm. I'm going to open up one of those. I'm so oh. glad that you had that idea. Oh, I'm stealing oh, that. Could help you. And I'm going to tell my wife, like, I had a great idea that no one else had. It was totally, <laughs> it was totally mine. Um, 
Speaking, I have a, a few as well that I am going through. Um, speaking of Marika, I will be brief in this because it, it doesn't come out till like September. Um, she wrote a new novel called Even If We Break, and I saw her at ALA promoting the Oracle Code, and her novels come out through Sourcebooks, who is like we are very fortunate to be friendly with most of the publishers, but Sourcebooks is definitely the one that's like. They, I feel like we're like a part of the Sourcebooks family. Mm-hmm. And um, our contact there, Margaret, who is delightful, she told me before ELA, she's like, I have Marika's new book if you want it. And I said, oh, yeah, absolutely, thinking she meant the graphic novel. And then she handed me this book that I had no idea was being published. And I screamed audibly <laughs> in front of um, Ryan LaSala, who I was supposed to be interviewing at the moment. I was just like hollered at him. And he's like, no, this that's the right reaction. Um, and then I saw Marika and I was like, why didn't you tell us about this? And she's like, because I had to promote the other one first. So it's called Even If We Break. And I won't tell you too much about it, but it is basically five friends who go on a RPG adventure. It's almost like they're playing a game of Dungeons and Dragons at a cabin specifically set up for this game of Dungeons and Dragons. And uh, there's everyone has their own little mysteries and secrets and there's evil and it, it's so good and there might be some magic but you don't really know if it's real and everyone's dealing with their own thing. And on top of that, it is just the most diverse, of course because Marika is just an amazing human, it is the most diverse cast of characters I've ever seen. It's delightful, um, the cover is fantastic. Uh, so I highly recommend that when it comes out in the spring or in the fall. And then I just finished finally Children of Virtue and Vengeance by Tomi Adiemi. It's the second book after Children of Blood and Bone. Again, don't need to talk about it too long because I feel like either people are waiting in line for it or they've already read it. But um, <clears throat> magic and it's the there's it's like the perfect second book of a trilogy. There's everything is being set up for like a final battle between the ruling party and the magi who are trying to have a land and freedom for themselves and um, you can just like see how much fun she had building the magical things in this there's so much stuff it's almost like watching and I know that Tomi loves anime it's almost like watching an anime where like there's a massive explosion or some sort of magic happens and then like someone tops that in the next episode and you're like oh they were just having fun doing that like she just seemed like she was having a great time so um yeah those are two that I've got and we can just kind of keep going around Kristen did you have others you wanted to talk about yeah actually one I read a little bit ago and luckily is coming out on March 17th um is it's called Beheld and it's by Tara Shane Nesbitt uh it is a historical fiction novel that takes place uh, shortly after uh, the Plymouth colony in the U.S. has been created. Uh, And it's about, it takes place mostly around uh, the first murder in the colonies. And um, so it's told from a bunch of the colonists' perspectives. Uh, What I really liked about this book is, one, it gives you a different look at living in Plymouth and living in the colonies at that time. And Plymouth was very much set up as a place for um, those people who were fleeing England uh, to find a a respite for their uh, religious beliefs. And so 
then you have other people who are starting to move in there or who are indentured servants who are not religiously inclined. So you have this kind of dichotomy between uh, those people who are very Christian um, and those people who just wanted a free place to live and start a new life. Uh, so, you know, you have these kind of two different sides living in this colony, and this colony was built supposedly for people uh, who wanted to uh, practice their religion in a safe space. And then you have this whole murder that happens. Um, it was a short book. I enjoyed it. Chapters were pretty short, so I got through this one really quickly. So, yeah, it was fun. If you're interested in uh, colonial America, I think this one is a really good, easy, easy one to get through. That sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that doesn't, that's not really a time period that you see in historical fiction. Yeah. Like, ever. (laughs) I know. I know. So I I saw this and I was just like, ooh. And the cover's gorgeous. I really enjoy the cover on this. Not that you should judge a book or read a book just because of the cover, but um, maybe, maybe it drew me. It helps. Yeah. yeah. I, I was going to say the same thing. I was like, man, this is like, Beautiful. I uh, love this. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's good. And according to Overdrive.com, it was one of Vogue's most anticipated books of 2020. <laughs> Ooh. I love Vogue likes it. <laughs> it's good enough for Vogue. It's good enough for Kristen. <laughs> uh, were there others? I, I want to cut you off there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I recently read uh, When We Were Vikings by Andrew David McDonald. Um this was an interesting book. Uh, it was set up for me as a really good read-alike to um, uh, the the dog in the nighttime. What is that? Oh, the curious incident and the yes. dog in the night. Thank you, thank you. Um, and this is the story of uh, a, a young woman who what is her name? Zelda. That's her name. She had uh, or has fetal alcohol syndrome. And uh, it takes maybe about like 100 pages or so into the book for you to actually figure out, you know, what what she has. But she is uh, a wonderful character. She loves Vikings, as you might be able to tell from the title. (laughs) Um, But she's obsessed with Vikings and very much wants to be uh, a Viking hero. So she has rules that she sets up for, you know, what do I need to do to become a Viking hero? Um, and then there's a lot of stuff in her life. Her brother is, is having issues, um, and there's, you know, some gang activity kind of stuff going on, uh, along with, you know, she's very much involved in the community center and goes there all the time, has a boyfriend. Um, and it's just, I really enjoyed her as a character. You are in her head. She's telling you the story as it goes along. Um and she's trying to uh, very much kind of save her brother, be the hero for her family and uh, the people that she loves. And she has this very close-knit group of people that um, she enjoys being around. Um, so I, I liked this book. I think it might have a few problematic things in it. I know I was reading some of the, the Goodreads stuff in it. Um, some Some people's reviews of it were, you know, I don't understand why this got so many good reviews, but I just, I I thought it was a really cool perspective. I very much enjoyed reading it. um, And yeah, so that was. Man, I don't get why people are like, not only did I not like it, but why did you like it? You shouldn't (laughs) like it. I don't know. I feel like if there are things that are problematic, it's not necessarily a bad thing to call it out for people who might not have it, like not, like 
too basically like a content warning kind of thing. Yeah. 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 I'm, yeah I I totally get the trigger warning thing for sure. That makes that makes a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. Um, Emma, did you have a few others you wanted to? Anyone like put on the spot? There? I do have a few others, sure. and I realize that no one without kids cares. Um, <laughs> I feel like know, we have at least a few. We probably have probably some parents. <laughs> but, to uh, so yeah, if this is not relevant to you. Feel free to skip ahead. Um, <laughs> but as a new parent, I kind of had a panic um, because going into it, I was like, oh, whatever, it's totally chill. I don't know what I was expecting. Um, and so after we had the baby, I went full on panic that I knew nothing. Um, and so I made the horrible, horrible mistake of reading a ton of parenting books, um, which made it worse and was really confusing. Um, and so I read, and I'm going to call it a few, but then call it the one that was the most helpful. Um, but I read basically everything uh, from bringing up Bebe. Uh, one American Mother Discovers the Wisdom of French Parenting uh, by Pamela Druckerman. I read The Happiest Baby on the Block by Harvey Karp, which is a really big parenting book. Um, I read On Becoming Baby Wise and What to Expect the First Year. Literally, if there's a well-known parenting book, um, you can bet I tracked it down in Libby and checked it out and read it. <laughs> Um, during those sort of first few sleep-deprived weeks. Um, all of that said, was very overwhelming. All of them say conflicting things. All of them have different tips for things like sleep and feeding and whatever. And so the book that um, was recommended to me um, that sort of really helped clarify and kind of just shut out all the other noise was Crib Sheet um, by Emily Oster. This book came out, I believe early last year. Um, her first book it was called Expecting Better, and um, she's an economist uh, and a professor, and so that book is a guide to sort of pregnancy, and then Crib Sheet was her follow-up to that that kind of just digs into data and looks at all of the kind of parenting decisions and advice that's out there and kind of just lays it out in really clear you know this is what the numbers say this is how everything goes you make your choice um and so that was really helpful to me that it outlined a lot of the things um you know in terms of sleep training how you're going to feed your baby um daycare versus nannies versus whatever and and really just goes through all the different topics and sort of outlines the numbers and the data and the studies on everything and then says, so here you go, make a, make a choice. And I found that really helpful to kind of use as a reference guide. It really eased a lot of my anxiety on making choices um, and kind of going with my gut on those things. And I can't recommend this book enough to people that are either going to be parents or are, are new parents. Um because it can certainly be overwhelming with all the different advice, all the different articles, and I feel like social media, and just things like that. So this really kind of tuned out all the noise for me in terms of what to do. Um, I still don't know what I'm doing, but this book (laughs) kind of helped clarify a lot of those things. Um, And so yeah, when I'm not reading parenting books uh, and being stressed about that, I have another actually fun book um, that I read a few months ago, it came out in October of 2019, and it's Royal Holiday uh, by Jasmine Guillory. Guillory, thank you. Um, it's so lovely and charming. I realize it's not the holiday season, but you don't need uh, to be in the holidays to read a book set at Christmas time. Um, this book 
follows Vivian Forrest, who I believe is a character in, um, or no, her daughter is a character in um, another book. Um, But she tags along with her daughter on a work trip to England, where her daughter gets to style and dress a member of the royal family, a duchess. You decide which one. I don't know. (laughs) Um, And, you know, she's just excited to spend the time with her daughter and sort of see the English sights. Um, And she meets a man named Malcolm, who conveniently is the private secretary for the queen. Um, And there's sort of all kinds of flirtatious banter. There's really charming scenes. I mean, they're set in this giant palace. There's like tea there's walks in like the brisk winter air it's so cute um i really enjoyed this book it was really just like refreshing it was easy to read um in that it was just so enjoyable um the main characters in this are i believe in older characters they're in their 50s so that was also refreshing i read a lot of romance and uh, obviously a lot of the characters in those are like 23 yeah um and so this was just really appealing that these two characters are obviously in a different place in their lives they have adult children they're kind of looking for different things and um they have different sort of obstacles to conquer um in the the romance department um but yeah they're kind of set to have like a holiday romance obviously vivian's in england just for a short time and they're kind of like all right well we'll just enjoy it while we can uh or do they want more? <laughs> Find out. Find out. But it was it was so cute. I highly recommend. Um, and I'm certainly going to, when I have the chance, dive into some of her other books um, if they are in a similar fashion. I like her books. Yeah. And if you'd like to hear more about Jasmine Guillory, Jill interviewed her on episode 279. I knew, I, like, I knew that I thought you had. Mm-hmm. And, and yeah, I think it was about the proposal. It was. It was at ALA. Yeah. Yes, you also discussed romance books in general and Roxanne Gay and writing <gasps> with a full-time because, job. We did, that's right, because Roxanne Gay blurbed. What, Roxanne Gay loves romance novels. She loves romance mm. novels. And she blurbed, um, I can't remember if it was Jasmine's first book or second book, and I was like, please tell me what that's like, having Roxanne Gay blurb your, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> blurb your, your book. Yeah, and she, I mean, I don't know if she still works, but she works, um, it was like an attorney, like a lawyer, I think. Um I love so. that. Yeah. She has a very busy life. She might be a full-time writer by now, but at the time, yeah. That's, sh- shout out to our developers. That's my favorite thing on our website. You can just search for a name, and I'm like, I think <laughs> that Jill interviewed, and it's like 279. Yep, yep. And I'm like, thanks, website. Um, I use it probably more often than any of our listeners <laughs> do. Um, Jill, did you have other ones that you end up? I don't. Okay. I have exactly one more. <laughs> I have another one I can talk about. Awesome. I, I can talk about one more, You guys rock. Carry in the show. Um, <laughs> I read Seven Deadly Shadows, which is a young adult uh, YA, and it is um, based on. So it, there's this girl, her name is Kira, and she is bullied by her peers and ignored by her parents. Um, she feels she goes to her grandfather's shrine, and she's trained to be a priestess there. And there's early on in the, the book, the shrine is attacked by these demons, and she doesn't know what to do with herself. And sh- there's this person who works at the shrine who's half fox, half boy. There's stuff gets crazy in this book, real, real quick. <laughs> um, but it 
is this like magical samurai story where they have to fight these seven like ruthless evil demons and it was very much this was like one of the few books recently that was like I just like a fun YA like yeah that hell yeah that kicks ass like just like a something that would just like every scene I'm just like mm mm-hmm yes do more magic that is just all I needed in the the world so um, Seven Deadly Shadows was a nice like palette cleanser and that's by Courtney Alameda and Valine Matani I want to say is how you pronounce your last name and then I will let you each talk about your your last book and we'll get out of here all right so mine is actually a picture book and uh, I forget how I ran across it. Uh, it comes out April 1st, uh, and it's called Hound Won't Go, and it's by Lisa Jean Rogers. And it is the perfect story for anyone who has a stubborn pup or has had <laughs> a stubborn dog. Go on. <laughs> uh, so it is, you know, this uh, hound is going out for a walk with his owner in the city. They start crossing the street, and then the hound just decides, I am done. I am sitting here, and I am staying. So <laughs> the hound sits in the middle of the crosswalk and sure. just makes himself comfortable. And then it's, you know, all of these people are trying to cross, and then the cars are trying to go. And uh, it's so adorable. And they finally, the hound finally gets gets going because you know there's a thunderstorm and of course most dogs are most dogs I know are afraid of thunder so hound decides to start going um it was really cute the text is just yeah it says it's bouncy and short it is it's adorable um so I highly recommend this to uh anyone who enjoys dogs has a kid in their life that likes just a fun picture book to read. Uh, I gave this one to um, our coworker Maria, who has a, a hound mix, and uh, she just adored it. She thought it was the cutest thing ever. She lives right by me. Really? Yes. We have seen each other on dog walks many a time. I have two dogs I've talked about a lot on here. <laughs> um, my younger of my two. I don't know how long you can call him the younger one. He's seven, but he's the younger of the two. <laughs> but he's just a jerk on, on a leash. Like, he's such a sweetheart. But, like, if he sees another dog on a leash, he's never understood the fact that I am the one pulling him away. <laughs> he is not being, like, attacked by the... So he'll, like, growl. But then he'll... It's like a play growl. But you have to, like, shout that from across the street. It's like, so, sorry, it's... He's... He's nice, but he's a jerk sometimes. Like <laughs> I've seen Maria so many times, and her dog does not care. Like, my dogs would be, like, growling and barking to play, and it just looks at them like, huh, no, thank you. <laughs> not even a little bit. So, yeah. um, do you, Emma, have, have you been reading your your little one, uh, like, picture books and stuff and things? You, I just thought of this because <laughs> yeah. it's a like picture book. A few. I'm like, hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, a few. I, I You can certainly read to them from a very, very young age, and it's supposed to be helpful, but I mostly just narrate things to him instead. Oh, um, that works, too. You know, we just walk around. I'm like, look out the window. Uh, but we have <laughs> read a couple of books, uh, particularly um, there's a board book version of Corduroy oh, yeah. that we like. There's um, BJ Novak's This Book Has No Pictures, mm-hmm. which is hilarious and silly. Um, I'm like, what else have we read? The Blue Truck? Yeah, That's sorry, a classic. No, I'm like, the, <laughs> I'm new to the picture picture book, board book game. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them are hilarious. Oh, I will say one that I really enjoy. I think it's called I Love You, Stinky Face. Yes! yes. That one's really cute. Um, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I got really excited. My husband laughed at me while I was reading it to the baby. That's... I was like, this is a book? I'm like, yes, it's adorable. <laughs> um, 
Oh, yeah. man. Oh, look at that. That's a, it's, it's a, been really, a, we, have it, we have it as an audiobook in Overdrive. Ooh. Uh, that would be intriguing. Play an, for the baby. Some alligators and stuff is that what I'm seeing? Mm-hmm. Or like some kind of... Some kind of... Crack. Monstery, swampy something. Yeah, it's read along. Anyway, what was the book you were actually going to talk uh, about before I cut you off? Yeah, so obviously real mixed bag here. Um, but I do enjoy a, a good romance. And um, recently I read... I feel like all I do is talk about this. I'm really sorry. Uh, the conclusion to the Winston Brothers series. I knew it. I, was, I, was, I knew you were going to talk <laughs> but, about that. But I won't spend too much time on that. Uh, Beard Necessities, it's the conclusion to one of – not that I've read tons and tons of romance series, but I think it's one of the best ones. Um, it follows the oldest brother, Billy, and his will-they-won't-they relationship with um, Claire. And it's so good. Just read it. It's smart. It's funny. It's a really satisfying conclusion to a series um, – that I think a lot of us here have been reading for many years, uh, which brings me to a new series Penny has coming out hopefully later this year. I think it says May. Um, that follows one of the Winston brothers, Cletus, and his wife Jen in a new series um, called the Handcrafted Mysteries series. The first book is Engagement and Espionage. It's supposed to be a cozy mystery slash romance. I am so, so excited. excited. Yes. <laughs> no other details that I know of other than it's Cletus and Jen's new so series. And I can't wait to see what happens in this. So I'm eagerly awaiting this book to come out. Did you tell us about those ones at all on our... Yeah, I think so. She mentioned it to us like way back that she was working on a cozy series. And yeah. I think we brought it up or she did when we talked to her a couple. Episode 407. There you go. See, and I've up. been meaning to listen to that, and I haven't had a chance to. Yet. Well, it was really funny because she came on, and like we, she's one of the many people who like we just are friendly with. So we didn't. Jill and I didn't prepare a single thing. We're just like, hey, let's talk. And so it got to the point where like halfway through, she like it's like, how have you guys been? Let's talk about you. And we were both like, no, what? This yeah. isn't how this works. But I think she did talk about it. A I think she bit. did. Yeah. yeah. Um. Okay. So that's like we said, very much a grab bag. Yeah. Um. We'll we'll have an episode on Monday because it's already recorded, and we'll always we'll have those for a while. Um, we will keep you posted on like Twitter and stuff if our office is open because we don't want to do an episode where like Jill and I are both on the phone. That'll sound horrible and weird, and so we'll keep you posted. But Emma and Kristen, thank you for helping us out because. We didn't know what else to do. Yeah, today. really. <laughs> I was like, let's bring in other people. It's less work we have to do. <laughs> no, exactly. So thank you guys for joining us today. Yeah, Always happy to talk about books. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, everyone out there, wash your hands, and I hope you enjoyed this episode of the Professional Book Nerds podcast. Readers can sample and borrow the titles mentioned in today's episode from Overdrive.com, and our library friends can purchase these titles in Marketplace. Professional Book Nerds is proud to be an Evergreen Podcast signature program. To learn about other Evergreen podcasts, visit evergreenpodcasts.com. Our podcast is produced, recorded, and edited by Adam Sokol and Jill Grunewald and presented by Rakuten Overdrive. For more information, visit professionalbooknerds.com. I'm Allison Holland, host of the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast. Equipped with a microphone and a long-term fascination of the Kennedy family, I am joined by an incredible cast of experts, friends, and guests to take you on a fun, relaxed, yet informative journey through history and pop culture. From book references to fashion to philanthropy to our modern expectations of the presidency itself, you'll see that there is so much more to Kennedy than just JFK or conspiracy theories. Join me for the Kennedy Dynasty Podcast.